Came in the gym like MC Hammer. Can't touch this. Yeah, you better spin like a banana. Dodge, jumped up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit, powered by the National Academy of Sports Medicine. My name is Wendy Batts, and I am here with my fellow colleague, Mr. Ken Miller. How are you today? I'm great, Wendy. How are you? Oh, I'm so good, and I am extremely excited about this podcast. Um, today, everyone, we are talking about dodgeball and, um, you know, there's so many different people that have talked about dodgeball actually recently. So when we said we were going to do this episode, I, it just seems like it's popping up everywhere. Um, and I know for myself personally, I am a huge SEC football fan. Um, and I have a particular team that I absolutely love that, uh, has been in the rebuilding phase probably for the last 20 years. And um, I actually read on social media that when we got a new head coach, that one of the games that they decided to do for basically, you know, basically team team building was the sport of dodgeball. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And um, so I know, Ken, you are actually excited about this as well, but I'm going to ask you yeah. one question. Uh -oh. And my first question that I have for you <laughs> is when I say dodgeball, what comes to mind? The, uh, the, the five D's, of course. <laughs> <laughs> dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to believe that dodgeball, what, what's it? What's, what's the, 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 full title um it is dodgeball true, a true underdog true underdog story and uh, that it was um <laughs> but it's hard to believe that that movie uh oh first of all it's hard to believe you can make a movie and it be so entertaining about dodgeball uh but the fact that it's uh 2004 that that movie came out and uh, for those of you that haven't seen it um uh go out and see it i mean it's <laughs> out there you know they'll show it on what tnt amc when any one of those on a saturday you know in between you know star wars weekends but um <laughs> but the movie itself you know again you, you with that movie if you if you haven't watched it uh big spoiler alert um the uh the underdogs win but uh, <laughs> for the most part <laughs> you have you have you know this david versus goliath you know you have the the average Joe's, which is your small, you know, you know, health club local local gym, where basically it's kind of like the cheers of health clubs, right? Because everybody knows your name, and they've got this, you know, they've got this the owner of uh, Vince Vaughn, who who knows who knows pretty much every member in the gym, so he's got a real personal take to it. And then you have Globo Gym, where you have this big, <laughs> big huge box gym. And it's about physique. It's how you look, and it's uh, it's about uh, you know uh, being as shredded and wearing a every. I think every guy in there had a tank top, pretty much, <laughs> or something along the lines of a schmedium. Uh, but now you have um, is it Ben Stiller, yes. who uh, who now he's 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 the he's the owner of this big multi gym chain big box uh, facility and uh it, it is about you know how you look and and being shredded and 
Um, but it's it's about that big corporate uh, gym feel. And then you have these two that just going at it. And of course, the average Joe Jim is up for, you know, behind in the in their debt and they enter a dodgeball tournament and you know there ensues the fun and the laughter so (laughs) (laughs) and somehow they work in the sport of dodgeball which uh you know when when we talk about first of all the gyms back there in 2004 i mean just to, to pit you know the the local health club versus a big box gym um definitely they, they they go into contrasting you know everything that we might in the fitness industry see as you know the difference between you know local homegrown you know small business health club versus you know what what could be seen as you know an impersonal revenue biased um you know just something more superficial uh, when it comes to health clubs so you know it's funny watching that movie uh, last week compared to Geez, 16 years ago. I mean, it has a totally different context um, to me when it came to to watching that. I know, Wendy. What what were your some of your thoughts when it came to? You know, we're we're, t- we're here talking about uh, dodgeball, straight balling. You know, the sport <laughs> of dodgeball. Um, so me, Ken Miller, and and Miss Wendy Bats over here just talking about dodgeball, the sport. But you know, to have this movie you know, kind of bringing it to light 15, 16 years ago. I mean, what was it like for you to kind of watch this movie as part of the research? Well, and I, I found it very interesting because, you know, the first time I just went in just to watch the movie and, you know, I, I, I have, I've been training. I mean, so it wasn't something like I changed careers and I had never been a personal trainer, but I did kind of look at it now um, as I've grown in the industry and, you know, now going out and teaching it was, it, I found it very fascinating that when, you know, average Joe, so the owner, Peter Lefleur, if you will, um, would go and he would talk to his members. I was like, you know what? I was that trainer. I knew everyone in, in the place that, that I was training. It was a smaller gym. Um, they did have more updated qu- equipment where I worked versus what they had. But I found it interesting that it, it wasn't about personal training. It was about people going in and, and having a community, having kind of the place to go in order to kind of get out of their mind and out of their every day and be with people that were supportive. And so I thought that was interesting because I, I could relate a lot to that. However, being, you know, traveling and going in and working in different atmospheres and being in big box gyms and also working a little bit in big box gyms, I could also see that the push as well as, you know, you need to hit a certain revenue, like you have a certain look and feel to the facility um, that sometimes wasn't quite as personal because, you know, you look at, you know, the, the smoothie bars and some people have cafeterias and they've got, you know, different components to this gym. And in comparison, I found that very, uh, very interesting. But, uh, you know, I also found it interesting. Another spoiler alert. The reason that they were in debt, meaning average Joe's in comparison to Globo Gym, is I'm sure they were on a reoccurring monthly, uh, you know, dues in Globo Gym because they were had up to date technology in comparison to these other individuals that were coming to this gym. They hadn't they hadn't collected dues for months. And and that's a reason why that this poor guy was, uh, was going to lose his place. So I, I don't know. It's very entertaining. You've got to go in knowing that, you know, the, the characters, they all play a specific role. 
Um, there was one one kid that's in there that was trying to build size because he wanted to he had a crush on a cheerleader and he wanted to become a male cheerleader and he got all tangled up in like a, a, a machine trying to do a chest press and Vince Vaughn had to go and try to help him out of it. Um, so there is a lot of, you know, fun pieces to the movie. Um, but, you know, it brings us to this this podcast. And, you know, I'm you know, when you think about all of it you know, we got to look at the history of dodgeball. And I know, you know, I've done research. Ken, you did research. Why don't you give us a little bit about um, how did dodgeball even come to the United States? Where did it start? And which is kind of freaky when you think about it. And it's not a very positive. <laughs> when we well, read yeah. about it, it, there wasn't yeah. a lot of positivity to the, the fact of how it came to the States. But why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the uh, and I know you read the same, you know, some of the same historical uh, <laughs> when we <laughs> uh, backings when it came to the sport of dodgeball. It's actually really interesting because I know, well, you know, when when I when I think about dodgeball, I think about when I was in fourth grade, right? But um, to go now into the history and how it came about, it was actually really violent. And from the standpoint, it's it started from um, you know where it was first discovered back in 1800s by a, a, a missionary called uh, by the name of uh, Dr. James uh, Carlisle, uh, going on a, a mission into Africa. He was observing a, a game, well, what that eventually came to be known as dodgeball. Um, but what what he what he was observing was two tribes, and basically they would have their tribes, which as we would call it, teams, and they would basically throw rocks at each other, <laughs> and and trying to just first of all trying to down one of the the other tribesmen, and you know once once one of the once one of the tribesmen went down, now they what they were trying to do is essentially trying to off them, just trying to just. <laughs> end him take him, out. <laughs> take him out they're done you know but that that tribe then if if one of your tribesmen fellow tribesmen went down then they were as a team trying to you know fend off these war these these other tribes people as they were trying to kill their own uh their own player uh, well tribesmen if you will <laughs> there and uh so you know in essence you know they they had to you know it was a, a combination of things of throwing rocks you know with whatever size they were doing using but what dr uh carlisle was especially impressed with was the amount of agility that they had the maneuverability to uh i guess duck dive <laughs> and dodge uh, to, you know trying to maneuver around you know trying to throw their stones as well as trying to defend their own tribesmen so from that vantage point he wound up bringing that concept not the idea of throwing rocks but um you know he went back to london by way of europe and he brought it back to um uh, university over there and you know trying to introduce the the idea but instead of using rocks they started using you know heavier you know more uh, i guess more subtle and uh usable uh, you know leather balls right and then eventually it made its way back to well made its way to the u.s um and by a, by a fellow by the name of uh philip ferguson what he did was he brought it to university here in the United States and um, at St. Mary's College. And there they introduced, of course, 
you know, different, you know, different, different uh, implements, again, something along the lines of a ball to where you would form teams. And at that point in time, it was uh, St. Mary's versus Yale. So you can, you can look at, at the history back in the 1800s or the early 1800s, where they were actually competing with the concept of two teams pitted together and you're trying to hit the other team uh, with the ball, but essentially once they were hit, they were they were done. Um, but back then, as opposed to when uh, you know we would play this in elementary and junior high, well, more elementary than anything else, was that um, it was in an open field. So if you can imagine what we used to do in elementary school, instead of having you know let's say a volleyball a modified volleyball court, they're in an open field. You know how much running that would be. <laughs> These guys had to be in shape back then. But uh, again, you know, going back to, you know, you take this concept of watching this violent event, you know, and, and looking at it for, for what it offered as far as maneuverability, uh, you know, sprinting, throwing and, and uh, <laughs> duck dive, duck, you know, all of all the five D's and then taking that attribute and translating that into sport. And that was one of the more amazing things to me is how they saw that that event as a as, as something that can be used from a competitive standpoint versus what was pretty violent can be seen as pretty violent in our day. You made some great points in Ferguson, what I, I felt, found interesting. And like you said it early, when we're saying 1800s, guys, this is like 1884 is when he brought it to the States and, and being able to convert it to make it a sport. His whole idea around that, like you mentioned, was basically to make it fast paced and more challenging and to teach people to do the five D's and being able to, you know, have fun with it and, and really, you know, working together as a team. And, you know, I know myself when we start now, you know, we've got some of the, the history, um, you know, when we're thinking about history again, I'm Wendy Batts. This is Ken Miller. We're talking about dodgeball, straight ball. And if you will, um, personally, I was trying to think about when we did dodgeball because I did it in school for fun and it was offered in school and it was probably between third and fifth grade. And I don't know, Ken, when it was for you, but um, you know, it wasn't thought of as like this, you know, let me decapitate you and try to kill you type game. It literally was like, let's have fun. Let's try to, you know, get the other team to lose and let's teach you hand eye coordination. Let's teach you how to throw a ball. Let's get some cardio in there and have fun laughing with your peers. So it's crazy where it started. And then kind of for me personally, you know, doing it. I mean, I don't know if you had the same experience, but I had uh, a ball. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, you know, and, you know, you said third to fifth grade. My memory took me straight to fourth grade. In, oh, there you uh, go. In Mr. <laughs> uh, in Mr. Benham's class. And we would, <laughs> we would, you know, all go out there and we had our spot and we used, actually where what we call a cherry ball it's just a basic rubber bouncy ball which we pretty much use for everything right handball four square dodgeball kickball kick mm -hmm. um that's where man i'm i'm going way back now when i think about all that you're taking <laughs> me back man um I, but you know we we would all you know and it, of course just like everything else you got to pick teams you know everything else that comes with um 
you know, splitting up your, your classroom, but you always had that one guy that had the cannon for an arm. So, <laughs> you, you know, that one guy who, whenever he got that, whenever he got the ball, you're like, let just go to the farthest corner <laughs> of the court because this guy's got a cannon and nobody, nobody's safe when this guy has, uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, that guy for, for us was, uh, Scott Billings. Uh, he was, man, he had, I can't, I can't, I haven't said that name in years, but a uh, great guy, but he had this, he had one of those arms that was just, you know, he had it, you know, you're, this guy's going to go pro when you're in fourth grade, this guy's going to go pro. He can, he can nail anybody with that ball. Um, but you were, you know, you had to, you know, everything that you talked about when you got, you got to stop, change direction, fake him out. And if you couldn't do any of that, then you actually had to have the coordination to catch this ball. I think that's, and that was one of the rules um, to to dodgeball, right? If you can catch the ball, you can actually, the person who threw the ball was was basically out of the game. Um, but again, it, again, I had to think about this for a little bit. And when it came to that, to, to playing, that was one of the most fun parts of the day. You know, when it's oh, like, okay, yeah. recess. All right, grab a ball. All right, grab, grab, let's grab four or five of them and let's get out there. So, well, well, and you know, what's interesting is I have my, my husband and I both are trainers. And so we do some in-home training as well. And there's a client that actually came to our house last week and I'm like, Oh, so excited to tell him about our podcast that was coming up. And he was like, I can remember specifically the how we played it. So I'm like, okay, lay it on me because I remember playing, but I didn't remember like the rules of the game and how it started. Mm -hmm. And he was yeah. saying, you know, basically with 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 his, and of course this brought back a ton of memories for myself, but you start, you know, at the line, right? So there's a line in the middle of the gym and the coach would call black line. And so when they did that, that meant that you could go pick up the balls and throw the balls at each other, you know, the other team from behind the black line, which was basically a third of the way from the gym walls. So, you know, you got to remember your gyms aren't gigantic. Like you said, it's not this big open field. And then, and we were using the kick size balls and he, he was saying they used the same ones, like you said, for multiple sports. And then the, the actual, you know, PE teacher or coach would then start to throw on these smaller um, red size balls. And he would just randomly throw those in, which, everybody wanted to throw that one because you could throw it harder. You had quicker aim. So it was just, it was so fun to see him light up talking about this kind of stuff. And I know to me, I'm, I get so like, I don't know, I'm such a cheese ball, but I just, I love it because, you know, it was such a good memory for me. And, and I don't think anyone had a really hard time, you know, like playing the sport because it was kind of all inclusive and we made sure being that young, you know, you didn't, you, you were competitive, but it wasn't like when you're, when you're my age now, I'm super competitive and I am doing what it takes to win. Um, but you know, when you're thinking about that and we're thinking about where we were, Ken, and you were saying you were in fourth grade, I, I can give the range third to fifth, Yeah. you know, now they've, they've completely banned it in schools. Like you can't in 1991, yeah. they banned dodgeballs. Um, Wait, no, I think it was 1999 is when they banned it, if I'm not mistaken. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it makes sense because, you know, they were saying, I think um, Austin and Independent School District in Texas, they were the first one to ban it. Um, and, you know, they were just basically saying that it was too rough. It was too dangerous. And um, and they just banned it all together. And there was multiple schools after that that said it's not it's no longer allowed in, in schools, which 
I understand to an extent, but you know, I don't know. There was are that you, one. That was hard. Are you, are you petitioning for them to uh, to bring dodgeball back? Is that, is that I, I mean, I don't know. Let's use like soft puffy balls if if it's that. I mean, I, you know, when we think of where it came from in the 1800s, yes, throwing rocks, trying to literally you know, knock someone's head off, you know, when they say don't throw stones at people, I'm sure that was a lot of where, you know, this dodgeball thing came from as well. If you kind of think about when, what people mean, at the, you know, by saying that, but um, I don't know. I mean, they've taken so much activity out of schools, you know, right. which I, you know, and then you're looking at obesity rates going up and, you know, they're just, there's not a lot of team sports that, that, yeah. I see happening unless you do extra activities outside of schools, which mm -hmm. unfortunately some, some people can't afford or they, right. they, they don't have time for because they have, you know, they have, they have to work. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, unfortunately we, you know, with budget, budget issues and, you know, you know, before, before, uh, you know, the shutdown, you know, I was presenting at a, uh, at a conference for basically, uh, physical education and health teachers here in California. And one of the first things to get cut, unfortunately, again, is, is usually, you know, uh, physical fitness related, or even uh, now you start to get into the arts, you know, as far as where, you know, what's the first thing on the chopping block. And unfortunately, as, as we're both saying here is that, you know, PE, uh, you know, doesn't get a whole lot of funding. And um, if anything, as far as the school schedule goes, it gets it gets cut. So. So, yeah, the um, you know, with PE as it is, and then you take away sport like dodgeball. And again, getting back to the getting back to the activity or what you have to be able to do to be I say successful at the sport. I say that <laughs> I say that like there's a professional league <laughs> you know but uh, there, there's a lot of avenues to play to play dodgeball but you know I, as we're developing you know and again i have a i have a you know a fourth and a second grader and they're definitely in the developmental stage of of their of their childhood and you know when you think about you know the different sports you might play again everything has is now based on organized sports right you you have to go through a swim club or baseball you know little league or softball or or soccer something has to be organized and it's usually outside of school but when you think about you know dodgeball and what uh, um, dr Carlisle, Carlisle saw you know saw in it as far as your ability to to move your 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 agility your your throwing things accuracy and you know whether it's you're the one throwing the ball or the one that has to defend against that ball. Dodgeball is one of those, as, as you really think about how many sports are there that actually challenge the multitude of, of skills that you're <laughs> performing when you're, when you're actually playing. Right. So I throw the ball automatically. I'm on the defense, right? Mm -hmm. You catch the ball automatically. You're on the offense. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I guess, sports IQ that goes into it. Um, but when you when you really think, man, it makes me want to just go get my kids and start to, you know, just round up a bunch of fourth and third graders and and give them a give them a cherry ball and start throwing at each other. But uh, I mean, it's it's like with tag, right? Tag, you have to run and chase, and you have to react to your opponent or to the other person play. But with dodgeball, it's you have to react and be the you have to be the aggressor and and the defender at this you know within seconds of each other so when i think about sports 
you know, dodgeball is one of those. You just it, that's the catch-all sport, right? <laughs> you know, you and, and minimal equipment. Very rarely do you have. I mean, I don't know. Can you think of anything like that to where you know, you have? You know, you, you have that much physical demand you know, on you as far as you know. Well, I mean, with dot, yeah. I mean, you're not touching anyone. You know, that's the, that's another yeah. thing. You know, you yeah. have your team, and so there's no there's no contact, if you will, other than the ball, and you're trying not to let the ball hit you. Um, and if you catch it, you bring in another player. So you're trying to keep growing your team as other people are getting out. So it's very fast paced. Um, you know, I was looking up like, what are the rules and regulations of dodgeball? And I think they go for 10 minutes um, up to like four quarters, which I was like, man, that's 40 minutes, up, you know, possibly. Now, granted, you could be out in five seconds, you know, like if you're not very good yeah, and everyone me. hits you, you can't catch and whatever. But, you know, yeah. and if you guys do watch dodgeball again, you've got to go into it very lighthearted because there are some weird things. Um, there's a person that was they that brought in an old movie reel because they didn't know how to play dodgeball. And so they had this guy patches um, <laughs> who was ended up, you know, like telling all about, and that's when we say the five D's um, his five rules was he would be like, you're going to dodge, you're going to duck, you're going to die or was it dip and then dive. And then he couldn't remember the other one. So he's like, and dodge. So that's the five D's. So when you're thinking of that, and, and you're watching this and you're trying to learn the game. And then all of a sudden, you know, Patches has gotten older. So he comes in in a wheelchair and he was like, I'm going to be your coach because I want to see you guys succeed. He starts throwing wrenches at these guys. Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, in all reality, you throw a wrench at someone's head, it's going to be cut open. They're going to be passed out. Yeah. Like it's not going to go well. So when you watch the movie, you just go into it knowing that this is supposed to be funny. I mean, parts of it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, to your point, it is, it's really good activity. And, and I understand why they took it out of schools. I do, because I know that there's, you know, we're trying to decrease violence and everything. So I'm definitely, definitely not saying that we need to bring it into schools for that reason, but on a, on a, you know, like you said, coordination, you know, learning, you know, changing directions and, and stuff as a as a trainer, when you break up all the positives that it can it can do to really help people, young people grow into different sports and, and the carryover. You know, we always talk about, you know, don't if you do multiple sports, you're going to be really good at one sport because you've had so many different, um, you know, different ways of learning things and different techniques. Plus, you don't do the repetitive motion, which can lead to injury and stuff. So again, I'm just looking at it as a, in a cheese ball way. I just think it seems like it's so fun and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, uh, so here we are talking about dodgeball, straight balling with Ken Miller and Miss Wendy Batts. And, uh, you know, when, when it comes to dodge, I mean, it's again, it not being one of those commonplace sports that we see, in school, it's still out there, right? There's leagues, and like you said, Wendy, you know, when it came to looking up, you know, the 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 rules of the game, as it were. When I was looking up rules, it was, you know, it would my search would lead me to different schools because they have dodgeball, they have intramural teams, right? And they have, uh, you know, and I actually had a uh, an athlete of mine who uh, who I who I worked with for softball and one of the one of the training sessions she pops on me and she says hey I'm playing I'm playing in this dodgeball league I'm like what they have those 
<laughs> this, I, I had no idea. Right. So, so it's funny when, when we were uh, picking this, this, uh, this topic, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. But when she's telling me about her conditioning and what she has to do, um, she did it for, for the, those points that you bring up, Wendy, she, she's still actively playing softball for, for uh, her, for her national team. Um, but she did it for conditioning and she did it from a, from a vantage point of, you know, she's able to throw, she has to stop, she has to change direction. So all those skill sets and all those things that you need to be just generally overall athletic. Um, that's why she joined the league was because of that. And, and, and it was fun. And for her, it was mostly, you know, she, she would play the game, have fun, have a few laughs, get pegged every once in a while, um, <laughs> and then go out for beers after. That's that's what they would do. But um, but yeah, I mean that's you know for all those points, you just got to be an overall good athlete if you're going to be a good athlete at one sport. Absolutely. And did you know that the oh. what is it the International Dodgeball Day was April twenty seventh? So you know that. what? That's what everyone needs to do on April twenty seventh. Grab a ball, grab a team, you know, and and that go out and play play a game of dodgeball. And you know, I think everyone would have such a fantastic time. It would bring you back to your childhood memories and. Um, you know, I have a four-year-old and we're trying to get him to learn how to catch right now and learn how to throw. So, I mean, you have to do that in dodgeball. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. we're playing dodgeball because he doesn't really know how to catch yet. So he just kind of yeah. dives and ducks. And <laughs> right. Right. Don't, so, don't, peg him. don't peg him too hard, Wendy. Oh, uh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, when we think about teams, um, I was looking to see there's approximately six to ten players on a team. And, you know, you're going to have, you know, six players are going to compete on one side and the other team is going to have that as well. And you can have up to four substitutes. And, you know, and as we said, when you're actually playing, there's a certain line you cannot cross. And if you watch the movie, you're going to see at one point um, White Goodman, <laughs> who is the the big um, Globo Gym oh, guru. Now you're really giving um, it away, Wendy. <laughs> I know, but he crosses the line. And at that point, you can't do that. And so, uh, you, you know, at, you know, you, you got to really know the rules. But, you know, and we've kind of mentioned it, but the whole purpose is basically I'm trying to let's say if Ken and I were opposing teams, I would be trying to hit Ken somehow, like hit, hit his foot, hit places where it wouldn't be easier for him to catch the ball. If he were to catch my ball, then I would have to go sit down. If he actually catches the ball. I think another person from his team can actually come in as well. So he can save a person from his team if he catches a ball. So it's a win-win for the person that catches. It's it's a low blow to the other team, obviously. And yeah. um, and you're trying to win. Is it is it you have to win two two ten minutes or two? Uh Two I've, rounds. Seen it, I've seen, you know, different depending on the university and depending on the intramural department. Uh, it's some, you know, I've seen it's, you know, uh, 40 minutes uh, quarters. And uh, and I've also seen best out of three or best out of five. So it varies. It varies. But um, I, I'm up for the one where it's like three and you're out. That's the quickest way possible. And of course, for me, I'm like looking it up. Like, can you, are there pro dodgeball players that earn a salary? And, and the answer to that right now is that no, but there okay. is um, a, a guy named Jarvis Landry, who's still the best dodgeball player that people have ever seen. And I don't know who the people are, but uh, you know, so we're going to give him some kudos for being the best guy out there and, and good for him. But there are amateur uh, or yeah, amateur leagues out there where you can, 
can mm -hmm. go and there are tournaments like true tournaments where you can yeah. win a big grand prize. Um, but, uh, you know, this was super fun, Ken. I mean, I know we could talk oh, about, yeah. we could probably just talk about dodgeball for hours. Yeah, just, yeah. However, we know people have things to do and, um, <laughs> <laughs> continue, but, just continue working out guys. We're, we're, uh, Right, right. But um, so, I mean, are there any key takeaways that you want to leave anyone that's still listening to our <laughs> podcast today? I, you know, I feel sorry for you if you're one of those that grew up not playing dodgeball just because it was, again, it, it's one of those anchor points for me when it came to uh, growing up at, uh, you know, Sundance Elementary School. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was, it was, it's a great time. And I said, you know, me now having kids, and raising them up it's it's one of those things that we're going to play you know when when you can throw you can catch you have to sprint dodge dive duck dip dodge all, all the five d's um it's something that i'm i'm going to do with my kids so especially on april 27th april 27th is a big dodgeball day so <laughs> yeah. uh don't if you didn't learn anything maybe at least now you know that <laughs> But uh, and I'm going to have to agree. I mean, I think I think dodgeball is really fun. I mean, it brings a smile to my face. Uh, you know, if you're going to play with little guys and you're teaching them the sport, like don't don't go out and try to like knock their head off. You know, just teach them the process, have them run around, you know, make it a fun family day with your kids that you can do for minimal cost. Um, use a very soft ball um, and and just have fun with it. But uh but I don't know. At the end of the day, I just uh, I want to say thank you to my counterpart, Mr. Ken Miller, for joining me today. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. We had such a fun time and we hope you did as well. And um, if you liked what you heard today and you want to visit some of our, our previous podcasts or you want to make sure to you know tune in for the next ones in the future, please like, download, subscribe, any place that you listen to podcasts, um, you know, just just find random fit and, and download us and listen as often as you can. Um, and uh, we want to say until we see you next time, thanks for joining us and be well. Oh, 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 oh,